Right, a reminder there, there is a bus strike going on right now. There is no bus service or C-bus service for 48 hours. And we're going to talk more about that this morning with the help of Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. Okay, so what is the government saying about this? Well, on Friday, the Labour Minister, Harry Baines, said the best deals are the ones negotiated at the table. I think we can all agree with that. It's just a question how long it takes. Uh, He also said he was confident that the parties would get back to the table with a little bit of help from Vince Reddy, the famous mediator. And he was hopeful that everything would be settled by today. Well, we know that didn't happen. Um, But the message from Harry Baines and the New Democrats is pretty consistent on this kind of thing. This government does not believe in intervening in labor disputes to settle them. It does send in help and advisors and all sorts of things and encourage. But ideologically, New Democrats are opposed to intervening to settle labor disputes. And Simi, um, their view is, I mean, first of all, they're pro-labor. So labor doesn't like intervention. So they don't like that. And in addition to that, the government believes that if you start making it a habit of stepping in to settle labor disputes and imposing settlements, Um, the parties have no incentive to bargain. They think, ah, well, you know, we don't need to bargain. The government will step in and settle this sooner or later. So that's where the government stands. Don't sit around waiting for government intervention on this one. Okay, because the last two strikes that involved transit, uh, they went quite a ways. Yeah, I mean, the, the New Democrats' willingness to ride this out has already been tested twice. So And both times they sent in Vince Reddy to try to sort things out, and he managed to, but it took a long time. So you had the Fraser Valley dispute, transit dispute in 2022. That one holds the record. Sorry, that's the the sea to sky in 2022. That one holds the record 136 days. I'm sure I'm really cheering people up this morning. Uh, Fraser Valley last year, New Democrats let it go 124 days. I mean, I have to think that the people who ride transit are more skew in the direction of being NDP supporters, both demographically in terms of age and economically in terms of how they vote. Not everybody, but it skews that way. But government still didn't intervene in either of those disputes. Now, Simi, you and I might say, well, see the sky and Fraser Valley, that's not a lot of people there that take those services. I'm sure if you were one of the people who takes them, you don't feel that, but the government didn't intervene. Uh, If this thing escalates and takes stretches more than 48 hours, the next dispute, or if it spills over to SkyTrain and there's, a, as you know, a hearing at the Labor Board today about that, maybe the pressure will be greater on the government. But at the moment, the New Democrats are selling all, sending all the messages they usually do. We don't believe in intervening. We're not going to intervene. Get back to the table, talk in front of Vince Reddy and get this thing settled. Okay, and as you mentioned, though, Vince Reddy did get involved on the on the weekend, as a matter of fact, but it sounds like they made no progress. <clears throat> well, he is a miracle worker, but even miracles take time is, yes. the, is the thing. I mean, he has that reputation that he eventually goes in and tells the two sides often what they don't want to hear and tells them where he thinks the meeting ground is between them. But, you know, as I said, it, it, it took a long time. He wasn't there the whole time with the Sea to Sky or the Fraser Valley dispute. He did intervene. He did come up with a solution. But 
those disputes went on a long time before we finally got the settlements. All right. Well, that doesn't bode well for commuters out there today who need that bus service and are finding it is not there. There is a bus strike for 48 hours. Announcement this morning, actually, from the federal government, where Immigration Minister Mark Miller has announced that the government's going to be capping the number of international study visas that it issues. In fact, for this year, it will be a real number reduction by essentially 35%. And that's something that the provinces are now going to have to deal with. So for more on that, we're joined now by Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. So Vaughn, it sounds like this was a bit of a surprise. Uh, the BC government was caught by surprise that so this was coming last week, and they were not happy about it. The Premier and the Housing Minister both said Ottawa should not do this unilaterally. It should consult with the provinces. They said a cap is a bad idea because it's too blunt an instrument. It'll catch all kinds of people we want as well as some bad actors. But, I mean, they'll be digesting this news this morning A one-third reduction is a pretty severe cap, and it will disproportionately affect British Columbia because BC has seen a surge in international students. I think the most recent quarter for which we have numbers, so that would be like last fall, uh, triple the number of the previous record. So we're seeing a surge of these. And look, the federal minister's view has been, Simi, that the provinces are at fault. They are not policing to make sure that these international students, and put quote marks around some of them, are actually students. They're coming here, going to private degree diploma mills, and then going to work, and then applying for permanent resident status. So I don't think there's an awful lot of a sympathy in the federal level? Clearly not, because they've just announced this and it's a big cap of reducing yeah. the number by a third. It really is. So I guess that what they're saying is they want the provinces to better manage some of those diploma yeah. mills that you mentioned there, saying, listen, you guys are responsible for regulating those things and you're not doing a good enough job. That is very much the message from Ottawa and the pushback from the province, from both the Premier, uh, David Eby, and from Ravi Kalan, the housing minister, is... Come on, there's all kinds of people that are, their families are putting together a lot of money. They're sending their children here uh, to get an education. Yes, uh, they may want to stay after that, but that's the kind of people we want as well. There are skill shortages. There are all kinds of reasons for having it. I, the only, uh, and, and as a result, the province's line is you're going to hit an awful lot of legitimate people along with a few bad actors. That's the province's view, a few bad actors. I see, and again, I think the province will be digesting the federal announcement this morning. I see they're making exceptions for graduate studies, PhDs, people that you know we want in high tech and things like that. So federal government is saying, you know, it's not entirely a blunt instrument. They tried to table tailor it, but I see they're also acknowledging that it will disproportionately affect Ontario and British Columbia. That's the destination of choice for a lot of international students. And I think you're right, Simi, that the province uh, probably could have headed some of this off with an agreement to tackle the problem of these pri- the private colleges, the degree mills, the diploma mills that are out there that really aren't 
doing what is wanted on this. They are simply destinations where people abuse the system. Right. Now, there's some flexibility here, right? This doesn't apply to graduate degrees, graduate programs. It doesn't apply to high school uh, students either, because we know school districts have international students too. Yeah. No, that's true. And, you know, as I said, I think the federal government has heard some of the pushback and has tried to tailor what they're doing. But the message from BC last week, when this uh, was first floated, that they were getting ready to do this, when the federal government admitted the system had gotten out of control, BC was, look, hey, consult with us first. We run the education system at the provincial level. Talk to us. Don't just do this unilaterally. And clearly, unless they had some very lively, thorough consultations over the weekend, it looks as if Ottawa has ignored that and just gone ahead and done it. And Simi, as you know, the province has had NDP government, even though it's sympathetic with Ottawa on a lot of things, there's been a lot of back and forth on the issue, not just of international students, but the surge in immigrants. Again, the federal government has very ambitious immigration levels. Many, many of the immigrants disproportionately end up in British Columbia. And the province has been saying, if you're going to allow all these people in and and they don't oppose it, the province supports it. If you're going to say this is going to happen, you should tailor your funding for things like housing to the provinces that get the most immigrants. Because immigrants and international students both are putting pressure on the housing situation, whether it's rental or buying. So, but again, I don't see a lot of signs in me that Ottawa's listening. It, 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 I mean, it tends not to listen to provinces like British Columbia, which are seen as not central Canada. So there's a lot of resentment out here and has been over the years with all political ideology. But you'd think, you know, with the NDP federally being a partner in keeping the Trudeau government in office, that you'd see more signs Mm. that they actually listen to the NDP government in B.C., You would think. You would think with an election on the horizon where the race is so tight in B.C. that they would listen, but they do not. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Sammy. That is Vaughn Parman there from the Vancouver Sun talking about the impact here in B.C. on the federal government's announcement this morning, a bit of a surprise one, that they will temporarily cap the number of international study visas that the federal government issues. And it is quite a cut that they are making, quite a reduction, actually. According to Immigration Minister Mark Miller, the cap is expected to result in approximately 364,000 approved study permits uh, over you know each year for the next two years, that is down 35 percent from 2023. So that is a big hit. Now some provinces have different levels of student intake, as the minister pointed out. So the cap means that some provinces can increase the number they get, and some will have to cut. For instance, Ontario uh, takes in a lot of international students. Ontario is going to have to dramatically cut intake by half, by about 50% based on these new numbers. So uh, that is a big deal. What the, pro- what the federal government has said to the provinces is, 
You need to better control the schools that are issuing these international study permits. Sure, some of them are like legit post-secondary institutions. Some are diploma mills, as Vaughn pointed out. And so they want to see, you know, tougher regulations on that. But this will be quite a juggle for a lot of institutions finding out this morning that for the next two years, the federal government has drastically cut the number of international student visas that they are allowing, uh, cutting it by 35%. 911.